0: The Lady Eighty Show podcast. We talk about books, everything about books, and have great interview with authors. Here's one now. Well, it's wonderful today to be joined by author Nicola Kingsbury. And Nicola is a Dartmoor illustrator, author of Children's Adventure Books, which we're going to talk more about, passionate about animals, and lives on Dartmoor in Devon. So welcome Nicola, great to have you talking about books and in particular your books. Well thank you very much for having me on today. That's great. So we're going to talk about Compass and Carrots and then Compass and Bone. So one is out there on Amazon and published and the other other one is in Progress, is that correct? That is
1: correct, yes. I have... um, Um, Nicola, what comes first, the picture or the words? Oh, it's very difficult because actually they're combined. So generally what I would do is I will write the story. So in that respect, you know, the words come first. But when I'm thinking about the story, I'm looking at things around me all the time and getting ideas. So they are intrinsically linked. You know, as I'm thinking about the story, I'm also thinking about what images I'm going to use with it. So um, they both go hand in hand, really. Um, and then what I will do is I will write my story. But I often don't write it in chronological. I don't write from beginning to end. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. I will write it in like different scenes. So I might write the introduction and then go to a scene that really kind of fascinates It could be three quarters of the way through the book. And then I'll go back to something else, depending on kind of, I guess, the mood of how I'm feeling that day, the kind of energy that day, or maybe what I've seen that day, because I might've seen something that's just given me an amazing idea. And I think, right, I just have to write that down now. And then I, that leads on to another thought. And then that leads on to like that little chapter in my book. So I don't, I, I draw really from kind of inspiration from things I see and that I look at all of the time and then kind of amalgamate that into my words.
0: So Compass and, in this case, Compass and Carrot and then later Compass and Bone is our part of a series. So are you planning more after this?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm planning to do six of them. Okay, so tell us what, you know, how it all
0: began and how the compass takes place in the adventure story.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, um, when I was a little girl, my granddad used to read me, well, made up a story. He used to work on the railways on GWR on the steam trains and um, he was a railway guard and he used to tell me this story about this rabbit And he was really passionate about um, safety of children going onto the lines, onto the railway lines. So he said this, like, told me this story about this rabbit and how this rabbit wanted to go out and have adventures. Um, And then he went across, you know, different fields and his father had told him, you know, not to go anywhere near the train track. Anyway, he ends up going to the train track, a train comes, runs him over, chops off his tail and he has to go back to his burrow with his tail literally between <laughs> held between his legs, and um, then his mum, you know, sews it back on. But it's just a story, Ouch. yeah. <laughs> so what I did is I, I I wrote this book in memory of my granddad, but I embellished it and I changed the characters and I added villains and I added Dartmoor and, you know, I. I I just it's made the story a lot bigger so that is where the whole idea came from and the idea is there are children's adventure stories and there are um, stories of like discovery and friendship and overcoming difficulties Um, and so the compass relates to it and it's an adventure they take the compass out to find the way and each one each animal so the first book the main character is called Reggie Rabbit And he goes on the adventure and he meets lots of animal friends. He meets like Fudge Cake, the wise dog. He meets Chloe, the pony who rescues him. He meets um, Honeycat, who is the bittersweet cat, who is too lazy to kill him, but lures him down to the railway track to make an an easy tea for herself. (laughs) So those are kind of the key characters. And then what happens in each book is there's a focus on a different character. So Compass and Bone is um, about um, Cocker Spaniel puppies who are going on an adventure across the moors to meet another dog. And they're going from the moors down to the coast. Um, Honeycat is very, very annoyed with their mother, Fudge Cake, who rescued Reggie. And so she's trying to take revenge by eating her puppies. Ooh. So that's a, yes. So that goes on, and then the dogs. It's a compass again to find their way across the moors, and then um the animal is a dog who has the bone to chew to help him think. But that one's got lots of adventures on. It's got lots of Dartmoor myths, where uh, legends into it, and it's got all like from the Devon coast smuggling and all kind of like intrigue and adventure so that one's I'm really really excited about that one I think that's going to be my best book I've written it all and I've done about 10 illustrations and I've got about another 30 illustrations to do (laughs) so um how how large are the books then are the children's books um well I've done the bees and magic tree and that's a four size portrait and with compass and carrot the first one I wanted it to be a full landscape but they don't do that on amazon where I have put it so I am going to redo and reformat that to make it more um, portrait but maybe squarer so I can have it larger um, and then I should probably print some off with mix them um, so I can get the really lovely kind of quality as well but I really want but they were too small to do the images justice so i want to redo them larger in a different format and redo that format and have that going across the series
0: yeah Yeah. it's the technical part which can catch you out isn't it yeah yeah
1: it is and when you're first starting you're not really aware of that and that's what i'd really say for anyone who is getting illustrations done or like a children's book is to look at the different formats first before anything um because if I'd known that I would not have done (laughs) done it landscape um although it is you know the best thing for my book and I can do that on mixing which I will do like a special print run but it's really important to check out those kind of things but you don't know because you've got to
0: get the perspective correct in in the um you know in the sizing etc there's more to the
1: meets the eye that's for sure there is a lot more and it's again when you're doing illustrations is making sure your illustrations match up with your text and your text length is the right length to match with your illustration um, and then formatting it so it's kind of ready for the printers as well. So you need to have all your printing, you know, guidelines really before you even start. That's right. Yeah. It's the very unsexy part of putting a book together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is, but it's kind of just so essential, you yes. know, w- without it, you know. So That's the more right. you know about that thing, you know, the easier, the easier it is.
0: Here it so, is, yeah. yeah. So when I asked you for a tip uh, for other authors, you said to observe everything around you, make mm-hmm. notes in a book about those observations and mm-hmm. any characters you meet or unusual conversations. Take photos of anything that you find fascinating or beautiful to give yourself ideas. Yeah. So, tell me how you do that. How, how have you worked with an unusual conversation, for instance?
1: Well, I will start with like the observations I've, um, because I've because well, I work with animals and um, I look after about seventy-five horses and goats and pigs and um donkeys you know you name it ferrets you know <laughs> rats mice all whole lot. so what i do is i often watch them and um, we were grooming the horses the other day and um with lots and lots of hair was coming off i mean piles and piles of it because they're all molting and then all around us the birds were coming down they were swooping down And they were picking up all the hair from the horses and flying them off to their nests. So I wrote that down and I took photos of them doing that. And then I will use that um, embedded in my story. And then I will do an illustration of one of those birds taking that away. Because for me, it's kind of it's those little observations that you notice that make a real difference. I feel, you know, personally, like in a book. So that's kind of example. You know how I would use that, for example.
0: So, when you've had comments back from people, do they mention the pictures first,
1: or do they mention the storyline? Um, what they of, because my illustrations are quite unusual in the fact because I am illustrating for myself, I can be prepared to put a lot more time than anybody who would buy an who would use an illustrator, because my would be out the market the amount of time it takes to do mine but because it's a legacy for me and it's something that I want to be you know as I want I can invest that time so they're quite different to a lot of the things that you find on market so a lot of people are really blown away by my illustrations and they say they're fantastic and then they read the book and they go oh the book's really (laughs) the story's really good as well so, so that's, really, that's it's really nice, yeah, really nice. So.
0: Yeah. so when you do your illustrations, do you paint them and then scan them in? Do you do them digitally? How do you do the artwork?
1: Um, it really, really varies. It, it varies enormously on the scene that I'm doing and the effect that I want to create. So for example, um, if I wanted a really atmospheric Scene, like I've got a few where the, the rabbit's on the moors and the mist is coming in, then I would think about the medium that would best suit that. So I would look at something really, really soft, like some watercolors or some pastels. Um, and then I would do that image like that. And then I would take a photograph of it. Um, and, then, and then just use that. Um, whereas, um, so, uh, whereas if something was a little bit more serious, I might use darker paints, I might use acrylics, um, I might collect different objects and put those in and photograph those again. So the majority in Compass and Bone are hand done, although I will sometimes put bits of photographs in, I'll put shavings in, you know, I'll get bits of trees and put those in the background. So it's quite, it's very 3D collage, my work on Compass and Carrot and Compass and Bone. I don't
0: know. Yeah, so the the book itself becomes something really to treasure, doesn't it? Because of yeah. the visual impact as well as the story. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that is brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so and where's, I mean, obviously Amazon is one place, but do you have um, a website that people can buy the books off you? Do you have uh,
1: any copies? Yes, I do. I have um, nicolakingsburyart.com then you can, buy, um, you can buy the books on there. You can buy my Bees and the Magic Tree on there. And then there's an Amazon link on there as well, but Compass and Carrot is on there. Um, and I'm also starting to illustrate other people's books as well. So if anyone is looking for an illustrator, then um, yeah, then do contact me. Because I think that actually helps being an illustrator of your own books is that you can understand the problems of an author Um, and know how to overcome that to make it as easy and efficient for them as possible, really. Excellent. And and produce something beautiful as well, obviously. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Be proud of, because you want a book that you can hold in your hand and say, oh, I did that, and to show to other people. Will
0: your books also be electronic? Will you do a Kindle version?
1: Um, Yes, I will do um, a Kindle version. I have got a Kindle version, of The Bees and the Magic Tree, but I intend to do all the others on Kindle as well. Nice. as soon as compass and bone is done they will both be available on kindle but i will reformat compass and carrot as well so they're all exactly the same
0: mm, yeah wonderful marvelous thank you so much it's been uh, great seeing you. books through an author and an illustrator's eye and having that talent combined so really thank you for for that and um I look forward to your next book.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. I've really enjoyed speaking with you.
0: Hi, thank you for listening to the Lady Eighty show podcast. Come back, subscribe, and we'll do this all over again. Bye-bye.